Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. Welcome, everyone. We are here in Montreal. I am joined by Mr. Jason Kuntz. Jason, how are you? What's up? Doing good. Doing good. This is first podcast, guys. So, you know, he's not shy, but don't worry. We're going to test out some of the stuff here. We got some cards for you to look at. We got all kinds of stuff. How much do we got? One hour. We got a tournament today. We're, you're you're kind of not just a sports guy now. You're, you hit a big million dollar score earlier this year. You're sort of a poker player. You're a fancy guy. Where do we start? Uh, we can start with card. I mean, I'm still, I would say amateur poker. Um Amateur fantasy. Just a hobby. Just a hobby yeah. and professional sports cards memorabilia. So Alright, well we're we I wanna let's start with that. So you're known as you're one of the leaders in the industry. I know our our mutual friend Tony Showich, he kinda I, I brought my collection over, you told me it was worth, you know, but I had my life life's work of cards and as a kid it was worth about I think you said to give me what, two hundred or five hundred for the whole bundle. It was a lot of stuff, but I think we were at two hundred bucks, yeah. Two hundred USD. You then showed me your collection which is slightly more uh impressive and we, and we kind of dove through that that was about a year ago exactly right before the national show uh talk to me a little bit how you got into it and how how this has become such a was this always a passion like get talk me through how you got into it at the very beginning yeah for sure um pretty much like most people that i know that collect today everyone started off collecting as a kid um like myself probably as young as like eight or nine years old. I remember having a little, you know, local card shop in town, running up like mowing lawns, shoveling snow, and then blowing all that money on, you know, baseball cards. So, um, probably I did that for a few years and then I found out about like card shows and all that stuff. So, I mean, really early, like, I mean, 11, 12, like going with friends and their, and their dad and we'd go to, you know, local shows and I kind of realized this was more of like a, a business than just a hobby and started flipping, dollar cards, $2 cards. And, uh, it kind of just kept growing and growing and growing and kind of turned into what it is today. So that was a cause I mean, as a plain, it's, a, it's unconventional business. You don't meet a lot of people that are do what you do and same similar to poker. It's kind of, people seem a little surprised or very curious. So I, yeah. I guess what, what would you say to someone? Cause I mean, who was it? We were, we ran to, we were talking with Rob yesterday. He was almost like, this is a, this is an industry or this is a business, but it's pretty, it's a niche business. Rob, it, Rob was blown away. Yeah. He had no idea. I mean, it's kind of funny cause I mean, all throughout my life, I've kind of met people and I've explained, you know, what do you do, you know, buy and sell baseball cards, and memorabilia. And the next question is, well, what do you do for a real, real job for income? And, uh, so it's, it's kind of funny that no one ever really takes it serious, but when people start to research it a little more, um, you know, they appreciate, you know, where the hobby's gone with, with values and everything. Let's scroll through here. So you, you have on your Instagram, I mean, there's some, so what's this, this is a pile you've bought of, of this is Giannis only. Yeah, this is a bunch of a couple hundred Giannis tents. So this is an interesting story. So, um, I met Gary Vaynerchuk a couple years ago and we, we love, he's just obsessed with cards. Same thing started as, as a kid buying and selling. Yeah, there's Gary V. And uh, we just really hit it off with, as a friendship with, uh, just because we both, you know, love the hustle with cards. So about six months ago, um, we started doing a, like, I, I guess it would, you'd call it a fund where we're, we're basically investing and speculating on players, uh, almost like a stock market. You know, we thought Giannis was super undervalued. These cards in particular, we started buying at like, I think 125 bucks and they're up to like six, 700 now. And so that's kind of the power of, of, you know, investing in players that you like. 
um, the downfall is if you know some, yeah, someone shits the bed, it's gonna it's gonna be a downward spiral. So you really got to pick and choose. But you know, obviously with Giannis, if we felt pretty comfortable. And so again, you're it's not just sports cards. So we see here. I mean, there's vintage Mickey Mantles. You got tickets from Wrigley, Jordan game worn jerseys. I know this. Jersey. Well, that Wrigley, that Wrigley ticket. That's not. That's uh. Oh, Babe Ruth. Yeah, that's actually the. I mean, you've seen the story. Like that's the ticket where he actually called a shot. Um, he looked out to center field and pointed like this, called a shot. What's cool about this is it's actually a full ticket. So um, most of, I mean, very few exist in general, but this someone didn't make it to this game. Like it's not a stub from the game. So they actually missed one of the greatest moments in sports history. So this is a full ticket. It's the only one I've ever seen. And what, what is, give us a, give us a bit of a, a spectrum on pricing for some of this stuff, just so we have an idea. Um, something like that is worth around a hundred. I actually wouldn't, it's worth more than a hundred. I wouldn't sell it. For, I probably would sell it for a hundred thousand. So it, it's, it's tough. Cause I would still be sad when I sold it. Cause it's the only one I've ever seen. And you know, I, I, I believe in this stuff long term, and it wouldn't surprise me if something like that is worth, you know, hundreds of thousands in, in a few years. And so, and it's the same thing with Will Chamberlain. I mean, these are these are things that I guess it's just there's such a wide range, and it's hard to really pinpoint. But you just know the value basically of all of these type of items, of all the different cards. You could tell me like a '96 of this random player's rookie card. You know the prices. That was one thing when we met. I mean, it's crazy. You literally are like a cat, human catalog of Beckett. Like you just know every price. It seems like of every guy. How how is that? Yeah, I mean, when you this is all I've done for you know, 20 years. So, I mean, seven, eight hours a day of just, this is my business. It's like studying for poker, studying for sports memorabilia and cards. Um, you know, when you're at these shows or you're, you're in someone's house buying a collection, you kind of got to know this stuff, you know, on the fly. And is, is it a, do you ever have hard time releasing items? Cause like you said, some of these are specialty ones, but there's a price kind of, I mean, really and that saying there's a price for everything there, there is pretty much. I mean, there's some of these, I seen the one Jersey, the, I think it was Olympic 92 or six, 84, 80, yeah, 84 Olympic game worn Jordan Jersey is like one of three or something or not or one one even. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, it's a tough thing because I always joke with people. If I kept everything I like, I'd be, have the nicest collection in the world and live in a cardboard box. Right. So I kind of got to, you know, flip some stuff to keep the lights on. Um, but yeah, sure. There's, I mean, obviously we grew up in, you know, you're a big Jordan fan too. Yeah. Um, you know, anything really cool with Jordan is hard to get rid of. Um, that's kind of, if you walk around my office, you see a lot of autographed Jordan stuff hanging up. I just love basketball in general, huge basketball fan. Um, I mean, that's kind of like transitioning to advice of what to buy. I love basketball. 80% of what I buy is basketball. I think it's undervalued. I love it. And like worst case, if the stuff ever goes to zero, um, you know, I'll have a really good basketball collection. Yeah, talk, talk a little bit about the vintage versus the new era. Cause it's almost like two different sections. You were saying you're not really an expert as much in the newer stuff. I know you mentioned uh, Blesnick, some other guys that are very targeted in that area. How, what percentage are you on the, the old stuff versus sort of the new era of stuff? Yeah, I'm pr probably 80, 20 old. I mean, to me, old is kind of established. Um, it's just it's where the big money's at right now. But with that being said, a lot of money's getting dumped into newer product. I mean, you mentioned Jared Blesnick. He is, you know, huge into the modern. And some of these modern cards now, you know, 50, 100, 200, like a Tom Brady just sold for 400000 a couple months ago. So a lot of money's getting dumped into the modern. Because people are seeing the prices in the vintage, you know, some Mantle rookies that, you know, $3, 4000000 million. And they want to put money into what they reckon, you know, Stephen Curry, LeBron, Tom Brady, Jeter. 
So people that they've seen in their lifetime now. So it's it's gone crazy in the last 10 years with all the modern. We were at the National last year, which was in Cleveland, I, I think I remember. This year it's going to be in Chicago. Chicago. Talk a little bit about what the National is and how, how that is. I guess it's almost like the World Series. It's short. It's a week or five days, yeah, it's, but it's, it's the World Series essentially of poker, right? It's like this is the... This is the this is wherever all the big dogs go. Yeah, it's uh, I'm there for a full week. I mean, it's like the least amount of sleep I get all year. It's crazy, you know. It's uh, think like we get like fifteen, no, two thousand vendors, and it sells out every year. And yeah, I mean, hundreds of autograph guests come in. It's just like if you need something, they always joke if you don't find it at the national, it doesn't exist. So that's kind of like their motto. And speaking of it doesn't exist, uh, I want to see what's up, Vadrian. I see some other one in the Kasai Peter uh, T-Show in the house, guys. Again, this will be on Spotify, iTunes. We're going to be everywhere. This is great that we're getting to do this live in person. But T-Show? You know, T-Show's in the house. The reason we're here, T-Show, we got to give the man some love. Wish you were here, buddy. Yep. We, uh, no, I want to speak on that because I think that the, the interesting part, it's sort of like Bitcoin where people can lose and they're never refound. I mean, there, I, there has to be, what's the estimated amount of cards that are buried or lost? It has to be a lot. Like guys, it, grandparents or people have it. Yeah. They don't know it's worth something. So there's kind of fun too because there's an aspect of treasure, right? Like there, you do you do hunting, you go to these these shops or these these national things. Like how much would you say like estimated valuable stuff like is, is, is out there and how much of that do you think will be found? Still a lot out there. I mean, obviously like, 10, 20 years ago. I mean, we, we probably, we advertise, you know, buying collection stuff. We still get like 10 to 15 emails and calls a day. Obviously after it's weeded through, usually like one or two end up being something, but I love it. It's like one of the most fun things in this business. I mean, even some of the guys that work for me, like a year ago, we bought a storage unit and it wasn't a lot. I mean, it was like maybe 10 grand. And then I was digging through there, just loving it for like seven, eight hours, just sweating, enjoying it. And they couldn't believe that, like, you know, I'm used to deal with the, you know, super high and bigger stuff and whatnot. But I mean, to dig through there, just that hunt for, you know, maybe there's like a mantle rookie in here or something, you know, end up not being it. But yeah, I, I, every time I go into a collection, it's like, it's, you know, your heart's pounding. It's like, is this going to be the one that, you know, puts me. Yeah. I, yeah. You hit the hit a hit a grand slam. What What's yeah. the what's on a deal like that? Just take that one. For example, you pay 10 grand. What, what was that worth? Did that one come ahead? I mean, how often are you getting winners in those spots when you buy big bulk deals? Yeah, we, we buy a ton of quantity. So we, we don't try to like some people just try to beat you over the head one time and like Generally, if we're, you know, we're trying to pay like 70% of market and just do volume and make it up, but like every now and then, you know, if, if it's, if it's a big enough deal, we'll, you know, we'll do pretty well. Um, one of the craziest deals we had was, um, guy called with like a 1961 Fleur basketball, which is Chamberlain's rookie, Jerry West's rookie. And he was just adamant on, he has 965 mints, 61 Fleur basketball cards. So I, I always hear people saying their stuff's mints. Um, you know, so I didn't really take it, but it still it was enough stuff. I have, he goes, I have 18 Chamberlain rookies, 18 Jerry West rookies. And so this was enough to fly in. Well, when we get in, he had eight unopened boxes. And all he did was went online and did the math of, you know, how many cards are per pack, how many packs are per box. So he had eight sealed boxes and he was just, he never mentioned that. So obviously it's worth a lot more. Um, so that one was really good because we had a set price of what I was going to pay for the stuff, which was already going to be fair. And then to get in and find everything in sealed form. Um, and he didn't really, you know, he, I guess he didn't realize that being that in unopened boxes was worth a lot more. So, um, that was a home run, but it was just, you know, that was kind of the, on the spectrum of 
crazy. What's the craziest story you've heard? Not necessarily for you personally, but within the industry, like in terms of someone finding like a million or 500 K card or getting some ridiculous deal. I mean, there must be stories like this pop out every year. Yeah. I mean, there's been every year. There's like a big fine. There's a big fine in Ohio a couple of years ago, the black swamp fine. And it was a family, I guess they're rehabbing a house. Blacks. I never heard this black swamp fine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so they were removing the floorboards and apparently found like, you know, 30 of each player, like Cobbs, Wagner, you know, all these guys from like 1909. Um, and like, basically they were free to them and the family kind of argued a little bit about it. So they ended up auctioning everything off for, I think everything sold for like 2 million. So, you know, that's, that was a pretty good find. Just you're know, re- reha- rehabbing a house and find 2 million with the baseball cards. Well, in the, the, uh, the Honus Wagner, I actually remember, I think some, uh, gentleman from Montreal reached out to me on Instagram. We were doing a lot of giveaways. Maybe we'll have one. I don't know if we have time today. We might do something, but, uh, oh, the guy, I remember he was saying he had a Honus Wagner. I mean, that's the one, right? That's like the most expensive card. There's a lot of fakes. There's yeah, a lot a of lot frauds. Of like you get how many, how often are you people messaging you saying, Oh, I got a Honus. It's legit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, I haven't flipped one in years just because the value is so crazy and you know just pretty much every time we get one everyone gets excited and i'm like i gotta let them down like you know sorry this is this is not a real card um i don't know if there's been like a new discovery of one for a while um but yeah you, you know years ago, 10 15 years ago you could buy and sell that card for you know a couple hundred thousand in really low grade and now i mean it's going to be over a million it's absolutely yeah. insane. And so you brought some cards here um, to add. I started a collection, a proper collection, because the one that my $200 uh, life, life's work wasn't quite going to cut it. I wanted to get a little more into it. Can you um, can we maybe showcase a bit of some of what you brought and just explain to people a difference on... I mean, I guess we'll, here, you know, these are... There's some there's some interesting cards. I got a couple... You know, I love soccer, football, uh, for the rest of the world. Um, it's a... It's interesting to see the minting. Can you talk about a little bit about these cases? This is what gets me so excited, the grading, mm-hmm. how it works. I think the lighting's a little funny here, guys, but you can see, yeah, it looks like it, you can see on there, so a nine, eight, a, talk about the rating, what it means exactly, and, and okay. give an example of like a Jordan rookie who is like the most common, right? Like talk to us about a, what a, a 10 versus a nine versus an eight versus, you yeah. know, graded officially or not graded. What is that? Yeah, so this is, you know, Jeff's collecting modern stuff right now because he's kind of buying, you know, what he loves, new basketball. Um, um, so there's two major companies, I guess three if you include Beckett, but PSA, SGC, and and Beckett, BGS. And they rate everything basically 1 to 10 in the condition. Um, so using like a PSA, like a Jordan, for example, like a Jordan and a, a graded a PSA 8 is like 2500 bucks. A 9 is five to 7000 and a 10 is like twenty five to 30000 So huge jumps. And the difference between a 9 and a 10 could be, you know, a little dot on the back of the card. So... It's like huge jumps with like the little, the littlest of detail. Um, There's got to be a lot of room to kind of wiggle then too, right? You could, if you know, that's where being a professional, not a fish, you know, you're going to be able to know uh, what's wrong, what's right with the card, what's the, you can sque- not necessarily squeeze, but you can, you know, what it's worth and in, in the inventory, how, who's looking for what. You have, you know, who wants something, who wants to unload something. So that's got to be. Yeah, that's a great spot to be in. Yeah, you just know exactly what's going yeah, on. Definitely helps me. Like if you know someone has Jordan rookies that aren't graded, and they want you know two thousand dollars a piece. Like that may sound like a lot, but if I know these are going to PSA nine, two thousand if it's worth six or seven thousand, obviously is a great deal. Um, but yeah, I mean the modern stuff, eights, you know nines and tens are where all the money's at. Once you start to go back in vintage, you know sevens eights i mean you nines are really really rare in you know 50s 60s 40s and all the way back 
um, like example the, the Wagner we were talking about um, in a PSA 8 I know the owner of the card he wouldn't take 10 million for it so that's um, the Arizona Diamondbacks Ken Kendricks yeah the Arizona yeah. he owns the Arizona Diamondbacks and he just loves the card so much like he has no interest in selling it it's, it's, it's man it's it, it's a it's absolutely wild so all right cards that's your main focus yeah it's, so tiger uh actually I have a funny story so tiger um that's a 10 that's a 10 yeah 10. so this card this was like I, I i was just got out of high school i was 18 bought my first place and tiger came out it was just tiger mania and i found out that if you open cases of this you get seven six to seven tigers per case so cases cost 170 200 bucks and the tigers is all golf cards these are golf cards yeah tiger woods like i mean obviously he was just like the biggest thing ever so tiger woods you buy the cases for 175 and you were getting three to 350 worth of tigers okay so basically just by opening them and selling the tigers eh, you double your money so obviously i saw the you know the spot here and i ended up buying like eight thousand cases so I hired a bunch of buddies from high school. So I had eight guys from high school working 24-hour shifts around the clock, cracking in my new condo. And we had wrappers, you know, this high to the, for three weeks straight, eight hours a day. Yeah. Uh, we cracked 8,000 cases. So um, I had a little over of this card. At one point, I had about 52,000 of them or something in stock. Holy shit. Yeah. And, uh, I, thought, I feel special. I got the Tiger 10 right here. Yeah, I so you got the Tiger was, 10 in this collection. What's that so. worth, 50 bucks? It's actually, I think it's like this thing was down to like 15 or 20 bucks, and now it's like closing in at yeah, 75. It's like went 4X yeah. since he won that tournament. Yeah, the, the Masters is pretty. It, it, I mean, that's the cool part, too. It's sort of, like you said, it's sort of, it is like a stock. It's like guys go up, guys go down, guys go bust, some story comes out or something happens. I mean, it can really fluctuate oh, yeah. I mean, the price. Yeah, this was it's, it's still not as high as it was pre like 10 years ago. This car was 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. So it went all the way down to 15 or 20. So if it's back up to, you know, 75 or 80 people I, that bought it kind of they did well. I want to talk. I, I definitely want to talk about fantasy sports poker. We got to talk about as well. But I want to I mean, the, the, the sports memorabilia stuff is just so fascinating to me. The fact that you were in high school. I mean, you were you were literally so you grew up born and raised in Michigan, born and raised in Michigan. Um yeah. And you started going to card shows. Started right? going to card shows. Saw My mom was really cool. Like she, you know, if I didn't have a, a mom that let me kind of, I mean, I'm, I remember literally getting like a national, uh, it was in Anaheim when I was 15 years old. And I had some other buddies going out there. I'm like. Daniel Life. And poker yeah, Daniel Life, um, Joe Cassidy. Like it's crazy. A lot of these poker guys, like cards was cool before poker. Mm -hmm. And then everyone like in like early 2000s, we all transitioned to poker. And now a lot of the, like you starting a collection, um, Brian Rass. I mean, I'm trying to, Bill, I think Perkins is going to start a collection. So a lot Bill of should these should be popping in the background here in a minute. So we got Bill coming over. So a lot of these, it's like. You know, and Danny still, I still talk to Danny. We talk about poker. He talks to me. I ask me what, you know, is, you know, going on in the card world. So even guys that did it and then they're out, they're still interested in it. So I, I'll be honest. I, I love poker so much, but we've joked about it. I, I have a passion for it. I, I just remember cracking those decks, like the Fleer Ultra ninety in the mid nineties. Oh, like yeah, I would go with my dad and take me, and I'd get an allowance and stuff, and go over there and go to these shops. I mean, it's it's fun. There's something really cool. Well, you get to learn the players. You get to get stats. There's some. I mean, there's some other skill sets with it, trading and all this stuff. It's it's, it's collections. It's nice. It's fun. Yeah, and what's wild now is like when we did it. You know, you could spend fifty bucks on a box, hundred bucks on a box, and you're probably like end up leaving the card shop with no money, no cards, but it was still fun. Right. Now the product, like some boxes are five, three, four thousand a box. So 
you know, when we were opening boxes, you could pull out a couple hundred dollar card. Now you can pull out a hundred thousand dollar card. So it was like real gambling. You know, it's real money now. Like <laughs> we did the, the what's it called? What a crack? What's it? What's about the, the national treasures? We created. It was like three, no, but what were we doing in, in uh, Cleveland with T. Show and Shinman and me? What are those called? The pack opens or what? Yeah, the yeah. We just all split the box. What's that called when you crack open a box? Um, what's it? Just uh, ripping wax. Oh, or, ripping wax. Yeah. yeah, ripping wax. So when you go and rip wax and you're just in there, I mean, it's it's you can literally win. You can. It's like hitting. I mean, it's, you're playing yeah. the lottery a little bit. Yeah, we cracked about one. We had one group. I think we spent like five thousand. And we end up selling the stuff for like eight thousand, mm-hmm. and then we did another run. We bought a box for three thousand. I think we turned into about five or six hundred bucks. So yeah. that was a bust. But yeah, I mean, it's a rush, dude. Like, I mean, we flipped stuff too. There was some. Uh, you, we flipped. We bought we, something. Yeah, we, 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 we bought it. We bought an entire booth out, and then uh, we flipped the booth, and every, you know, everyone made. It was, a fun to, it was fun to watch you work in your element. I'm looking forward to Shy Town. I feel like we were in the uh, Chicago is going to be the JV version. This is going to be the, the national. It's a it's a big difference, right? You're you're saying they were even talking about only doing it in Chicago because it does rotate some venues. It's usually Cleveland, Chicago. Yeah, they do. They do Atlantic City, which is awful. Um, Baltimore sometimes. Times like you know, I know you're, you're in Baltimore, you're, yeah. you're MP, yeah, but be easy on um, Baltimore is not a bad show. But Chicago, just you know, just Chicago is a fun city. You know, gets a lot of traffic, and uh, you know, Jordan, everything. It's just a good spot for the show. Right. Yeah. That's that's going to be fun. All right. Well, so crazy. It's crazy, crazy journey, man. I know we've talked. You know, we don't have time to go through the whole ups and downs and just like learning. But you really, you've been in how many total years now? And officially, have you been? And would you say you've been in this since? I mean, high school, but before even, right? I mean, you've been. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would. You know, fifth. I mean, I'm thirty-seven, thirty-six now. So was that fifth? It's I'm fifteen. And it was. Like, I mean, fifteen. I started making really good money. Like you know, crazy. Yeah. In this business, so. Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's 21, been, 21 plus years. Pretty yeah. amazing. Talk us, talk. I want to, cl- I want to go into poker because okay. of the pretty amazing story this year as well. Having, uh, we, you know, we have a, with Evan and Bill and we were joking down the Bahamas. We called just a hobby. The, uh, you know, you've, you've got a, a seven figure poker score. It's pretty incredible. If you look at your hand and mob, you've got, uh, yeah, you know, like <laughs> took, took a little time off there. Yeah. You haven't really played much, but you know, you did get a big bink there. So we'll come back to that, but talk about fantasy sports and, and what your, your love is with that and how much you're playing like what was the peak of fantasy sports for you and what how much are you doing now yeah peak was 2015 i mean fantasy was great i mean i was probably a losing player um 2012 2013 it was still early on in fantasy and then i actually met one of the he's one of the top pros now he's actually a card guy which is crazy one of the top fantasy pros is a card guy and uh we ran into the national he came up to me and said what are you doing like I was just donating to complete don- and so he spent like six months with me and just kind of wrapped my head around like you know how it works um so you got to put the time in it's just what it comes down to so uh after we talked like we started kind of he was more of like a numbers guy i was more of like a feel like so i mean i was putting six seven hours a day researching in fantasy it was really profitable for a while and did that for a few years. I still play a little bit. It's just everyone's got. It's like poker. Dude. Everyone's got so good that it's right. you know you got to really be at like the top one percent to. Yeah, and I mean you got three kids now. Yeah, it's just, amazing wife. It's it's hard to you, you can only you can, you're gonna be the best of the sports memorabilia. You can't then do fantasy and do poker and do it all. That's kind of what uh, we we mutually you know we both have worked with Elliot Rowe mm-hmm. and I love Elliot. Shout yeah, out to shout Elliot. Out to Elliot. And that's kind of what Elliot just is like. You know, do you want to be the best in fantasy? You can do it. It's like, but we're going to need to focus all your time and energy towards that. Like, you can't focus 10 hours a day into cards and memorabilia, a few hours to, you know, 
poker, a few hours to family, and then you still got to sleep. So, you know, you can only cut yourself so thin. And that's the, uh, the problem with fantasy is, you know, if lineups lock at seven and you just want to, you know, if you just want to gamble, you can throw a lineup in in a half hour, 20 minutes. And like, you know, you're probably gonna be dead money. I mean, really you need to start, you know, for seven o'clock baseball, I was starting at like noon. Right. So, um, it's just really time. What's the biggest fantasy win you've had? Um, I've hit one day, I think in football for like 480, but I mean, I've had, you know, a lot of six figure days and, you know, I think, uh, 2000, 2015, I mean, all the finals, um, you know, like there's a lot of hundred K tournament buy-ins. Like those are always fun. I think they came in third at the, the playboy. I don't even remember what it was, but, um, we could Google it somewhere, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it was a lot of good. Yeah, that's that, that's pretty crazy. I'm just flashing over here to these mantles. Is this your this is your collection? Yeah, this was just a group of mantles we bought. I mean, they're all not super high grade, but it's just cool to see like quantity. It looks, quantity. Looks really, it looks spicy. Yeah, they look it, nice. How much would you estimate these this this type of? Uh, not crazy. I mean, twenty grand maybe. You know, it's like if that if if that was all high grade, I mean, it'd be millions. So. So it really is amazing. It's crazy. We were talking earlier, guys. I see we, we got people coming in right now. We were talking earlier about working with Gary Vee on some stuff. So he's uh, who is he one of those guys? Like he just love it. Like does he actually love it, or is it like he's just interested because it's a business? Or no, does he, he genuinely love he, cards. He's in love with it. I mean, like he he's like one of the hardest guys to get a hold to hold of. And like I'm sure there's people that are like months out in meetings, and we'll chat for like 20, 30 minutes a day about baseball cards. Like it's crazy. Um, and yeah, he's he's like in it. Like he he loves it. Like that. that like he's like a kid in a candy store. That's uh man, and it's it's it really is. It's funny to see because it. I see how it is. I've been with you when we've sort of talk to people or you just kind of catch that when you look at the you know you see the casing you see the gradings and it just it gets it is it's it's uh it's really not something that you can explain unless you've done it or you've you've sort of talked to someone who really understands it because it is it's probably the most fun collecting thing i mean if you look at coins or like other stuff like there's just something about a card that's got some personality well, to it that's what i always joke like um Coins is like right now cards does 10% of the business as coins. And I always ask people like, do you know anyone that buys and sells coins? And the answer is usually no. Cards to me is just like on a huge upswing and has a, like a huge level to grow. Like I think cards will be bigger than coins at some point. Um, but yeah, funny you're talking about like different people that get in this. Uh, Demetri Young used to play for the Tigers and huge obsession. Like he wanted every major rookie in Gem Mint 10. Like, he just complete sickness. <laughs> and he loved this stuff so much. Like, I'd meet him out on the road. Like, I met him in L.A. one time. And he's 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 on a road trip for, you know, at the time, I don't know I don't know if he was playing for the Nationals or the Tigers, but he had two bags with him. He'd carry two bags on, like, this two-week road trip. He had one bag for all his luggage and one bag for his collection. And he'd literally carry his collection with him everywhere he went. Yeah, some just, guys bring just, an Xbox and they're He brings, like, a bag of, like, you know, a million dollars in baseball to show off because he loved it so much. He'd show it off to other players and... He actually got some other people, you know, hooked into it. It's you either love it or you don't, but most people get hooked right away. Like they see it and just like kind of like you know, it brings back a memory. To yeah. it. At some point, you collected or kids had some cards. Yeah, most most people collected, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is it's a it's a ton of fun. All right, poker. Let's we got we got. Well, speaking of poker, we got a. We're gonna take some questions, which is on my Twitter. We're gonna do a giveaway um, to. 
$33 tickets on Party Poker, which we're here for the millions. Jason actually flew in, not just for the podcast, which was a, you know, we've been talking about trying to do this for a while, but there is a big poker tournament here. Yeah, uh, Party Poker. Party Poker, Rob Young putting on a very uh, big guarantee as usual. They're, they're going for the fences, so this will be a nice one. But we are, um, you know, Playground Poker, beautiful place. You haven't been before. I haven't been yet, no. It was a 10K that we're playing, and that started like, what, a half hour ago? Yeah, <laughs> half hour ago, but we're going to get in there. Sure, uh, I have to, I have to, late. I have to come back for day 1B. I did not make it through on day 1A. It's one reentry per day, but that'll be that'll be fun. So we'll get to play some cards today. Um, you did have a monster score, which was in January, the PCS. I believe it was called, but it was a 25k buy-in. I forget how over a thousand entries. I think a yeah, thousand, thousand forty or something. Thousand forty. Might have to. We're gonna have to pull that up on the the Hendon mob. But it was uh, it was like five million, six million to first. I know we were we were sweating very hard. It was a lot of fun, and you ended up yeah. final tabling. We have a clip on a uh, from my YouTube vlog where you declared it. Literally, you were like, ah, "I'm gonna." F-. I forget what you said, but you're like, "I'm gonna final table." Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say I was gonna win. I think I just said I'm a final table. I wish I would have said I was gonna win. Yeah, like, you were chip I mean, leader. At the final yeah. table, some crazy hands, and it was it got it got very intense. But yeah. you know, you won over a million dollars. What is that like? As a, as a, you know, because you like poker a lot, you used to play a lot. How yeah. how is um? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about actually. Let's go first to your poker history. So you got in. You said it got kind of popular around the same time, right? Moneymaker area. Yeah. So even even before Moneymaker, yeah, like right. Yeah, I guess right around Moneymaker. Um, I actually moved out to L.A. Um, me and Danny Eli were, you know, we just left the car. We're doing sports cards, and we're just like, hey, everyone else is playing poker. Let's give it a try. So it's like this might even be before Moneymaker, two thousand two. Okay. Um, just loving it, living in L.A., going to commerce every day, playing. You know, just kind of still learning. There wasn't, you know, as much information out right. back then, like. So you kind of self-taught and a lot of uh, money in the beginning to learn, I guess, you know, a lot of losing <laughs> expensive sessions. Expensive hobby. Initially. Yeah, very expensive hobby when you, you know, you're not really going about the right way. So um, I still, you know, I just played for a while and then jumped, you know, back and forth between poker and, and cards. Um, Danny at the time ended up going, you know, full-time poker. And, uh, you know, it's something I didn't have a lot of time with business for tournaments. Like, you know, my hand in my week. I played a couple tournaments in my life, and yeah. I mostly, you know, just try, try to play cash games. Um, just because, you know, you can play for 10 hours and then get out and go do what you're yeah, doing. Or 30 minutes or an hour, you, you're not locked in. Yeah, you, sure. just, you, you know, sense. whatever you're good to do. Or tournaments, you know, obviously if you run deep, you're locked in for days. So you have to be really committed. That That's what kind of the Atlantis, you know, we all started talking about this like six months ago or how, you know, nice vacation. I know I'm living in Michigan. The winter's obviously um, <laughs> yeah, a little, little, little rough in January. So... Uh, me, uh, Evan Mathis, my buddy, we were like, eh, just make a commitment. Let's let's go to the Atlantis and play this event. I lo- uh, locked off, you know, seven days for uh, for this tournament, assuming I was going to make it to the final table. Yeah. And I figured, worst case, I'd spend some time at the beach. So it was the first time I actually, you know, locked off like enough time to to play a play an event. So and you make the final table. It's a, it's a huge money up top. You hit a seven figure score. What was that like? Was it uh, h- how was that feeling of, you know, just being there, having it being televised professionally? Very cool. You got you know, your family got to watch and, and, and just being there. Was that a, it was a pretty surreal experience? Like, I mean, that's got I, I personally, you know, again, we joke about just a hobby, not a hobby. I've been playing poker a long time. I've played in various various events i have some good scores but i haven't had a seven figure score i mean that's pretty cool yeah i mean obviously it was a lot of fun I mean, yeah um just yeah i remember when i got knocked out it was like i was so exhausted that i didn't really have time that night to think about it 
um, obviously super happy. But like the next couple of days, like you start thinking of like everything you could have done differently because you know it's still a ton of money. But there's a big difference between 1.3 and 5 million when you're just a couple spots away. So um, that was it's a little bummed out at that. But you know, obviously, you always want to win. But it's you know, 1.3 is a pretty nice consolation prize. Yeah, it's. Uh yeah, it's nothing to sneeze at. And and what is what are your future plans for poker? World Series this summer? Are you coming in and out? Any any events other than? Yeah, um, definitely. Like I love playing Omaha. Actually, like No Limits, like my second game. Um, I would say I'm a better PLO player than, you know, No Limit. But so there's a couple 10k PLO. Um, probably gonna try to play the main event. Just falls on such a bad time every year. It's like Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a place in Northern Michigan. We go to for like a week. My wife and kids are up there. So I kind of got to pick and choose. I like, think I think the last day this year is the sixth or seventh. Like there's a fourth is day one A maybe or something like that. Okay. So like you could potentially come in on like this. Yeah, third play day, day the, D, the play last D. day. Yeah. I think I don't know if there's three or four days, but yeah. That, and the PLOs are fun too. Yeah, they have 10k, 25k PLO. Um, it's 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 a, it's a fiftieth year, so it's a, it's a special. It's, it feels like it's going to be a big summer. I this will be my first time. I don't go for the full thing, so hopefully we can coordinate, go out with. You know, Bill wants to go come in and out. Just it is yeah, hard. It's I, summertime. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to come in. And, I mean, I'll pro- I plan on being there probably three different times, mm-hmm. but not through the whole thing. We were talking about just renting like a sick house with a pool, bringing the, all the families out and stuff. Yeah. And just. Give me Vegas. one more year. Let's do it next year. Yeah, Vegas is just so hot in the summer. That's the problem. So, but yeah, it, it's true. That's one thing. Michigan's cold. It's really nice in the summer. Like my, I live in Miami now, and it's it's hot there. We'll too. do it next it's year. Mackenzie's watching. Wifey's oh, wifey's are watching. Hi, wifey. I saw Jay Wisecaver in the chat. Mark Miller, what's up, brother? Big uh, oh, hold on. Is that, uh, Bill? that might be that might be Wild Bill. Hello. Uh, hold on. Let me text you. Because I'm on one sec. We're live, Bill. Security. Yeah, Bill wants to know room numbers. I thought I, I texted him in the chat. Wild Bill Perkins going to come in for a little bit of the end here. Okay. Uh, Perky. Yes. Bill's coming Perky up. Perky cash in the 25. Everyone cash. Hey, uh, not a hobby cash. Like, they really did well. They got You guys did a great job. Um, that, that hurt. Uh, let's see. All right, Bill's coming up. We got so we're talking poker. Let's so we talk. We got giveaways. Let's do the questions. Let's get in there because now we got. We run a little over. We're fine. Yeah, we we'll we'll get actually. I'm gonna we're gonna scroll, guys. If you want to get in on this, if you want to ask a question, you can go over on Instagram. There's a swipe up, I believe, from yesterday where the questions are, and then on Twitter we're gonna take some of these. We're gonna do a couple giveaways, and we might. Kunsi has been a staple. Like, oh, actually, that's what I want to talk about. The two things. One is you're you're a crazy giveaway guy because on our show on the Flow Show on Twitch, I mean you've given away you've you've gone a little crazy. I even I literally whisper. I sorry guys, I gotta admit. I tell him to calm down. Like he'll be like, oh, let's give away a hundred yeah. cards or something. Like you don't need to go crazy. Just have fun. But I want to talk about. Uh, staking and stake kings a pretty funny story because yeah. Jason Kuntz not to be confused with Jason Kuhn who right. is um, also a member of Party Poker and a, a great one of the best players in the world um, not to say you're not you know one of the best players in the world maybe, maybe your resume is pretty yeah. strong but people were buying a piece because you were posting action on stake kings That's the up. platform which is amazing because people it's like crowdfunding yeah. where you, people can have a sweat also you don't have to deal with your friends collecting yep. you got people put up and they just say hey, you know you don't have to text them they give it so now people were buying 
pieces of you thinking that you were the tournament wizard superstar phenom Jason Kuhn and then it's a guy that caught some heat on Twitter or some uh, it got some it's excitement and Jason, someone said to Jason I got a ridiculous deal for you about a piece of you and he's like sorry bro it's not me so I wonder what was the actual total amount of action that like of how many different people do you know had a piece of you on from this and were there people that bought a piece and then took it out because they didn't know it was you yeah I don't know it, was, it wasn't uh, dude that Bill That's wild, wild Bill, Bill. Bill's on the podcast. I'm hungry. Yeah. Up, there he is. Former podcast. <laughs> Best is back. Bill's in the mix. Um, yeah, so let's yeah. order some tiger card. Just fresh off the Masters win. Bill. Bill's got the tiger card. Take whatever you need. You got we got more of that. I'm playing off with him. Yeah. He, he uh that's that's a mid time, man. Mike, can we do we got you only have fifty two thousand of these? We'll get Bill one. I have the price still some under my belt. Bill, order in that in that room. Order off uh yeah, there's a phone in there. Fire away. Do you give want me, something? Give me a piece of chicken or eggs or something. No, I don't need meat. Order me, order me some, order us anything you're ordering for okay. me. Give yeah. me something too. I just gotta find the menu. Um, all right, Bill's. We're live. Yeah, we're live. We're live on the podcast. Yeah, Bill's good in room service. Bill's just in the background. Yeah, no, it's good. That's, that's exciting. We even we got into <laughs> this is a good. This is good background action, guys. All right, so we got derailed here for a second, but poker. Yeah, so he does fantasy. He does sports cards. He does poker. So we're talking um, about Jason, the Jason Kuhn thing. Oh, Jason Kuhn. So not to be confused with Jason Kuhn, but yeah, do you know how many people actually bought a piece? It was a few. It wasn't a. It wasn't. It wasn't a lot of money. It was just like the whole story is just crazy because. Yeah, know. Sony might have put in twenty or a hundred dollars. Thought they had a piece of clues. Yeah, literally. How many times X was it? Like a four seventy X, fifty or sixty X, I think. Yeah, so, so you put in nice, hundred yeah, bucks, six grand, five yeah, grand. Yeah, that's not a bad little hit for. Especially for, if it's a misclick. Yeah, misclick. You think it's so? Yeah, like I ran into Jason. Like we were laughing because people were like, you know, busting his balls about it. It was funny when we actually got to the Atlantis. Um, they checked me into Jason's room, and. Evan got there. Evan actually, Evan booked our <laughs> oh, room. Yeah, right. yeah, Evan booked our room. So when I got there, Evan said, he calls me, he said, where are you at? I said, I'm in my room. He said, no, you're not. So I was like, oh shit. So I go back down to the lobby and like, it was just, you know, first couple days, me and Jason were cracking up. So you act, they actually put you into his they room They put me in well. Jason Coon's room. And did you drop the deuce, didn't you? <laughs> I think he told me that. I think he did. Yeah, Sorry, Jason. Might, yeah, I might have went to the bathroom in there. Yeah, but they they, they came back. And yeah, sort of, I don't know if they anyway, did. Anyway, that might maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm kidding. Um, all right. Well, so that's 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 a pretty crazy story. So all right. So poker the summer, some World Series. We're playing day one. Be any strategy, any tips for the amateurs out there that you're just a hobbyist. You're one of the best, just the hobbyist I've ever met. Yeah. So what do you do? How do you penetrate a field against super wizards and just get there after really not training or studying? How do you do it? Tight aggressive. Tight aggressive. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Tight, aggressive. Um, I think, so we are going, we're all going over to Playground after this. We do have a bunch of questions. We want to make sure we get that. That's something yeah, we like to do. Let's fire over here and just sort of scroll through. I saw some good ones. Um, better position to you or, oh, who will finish better position in Montreal? This sounds like, we usually like to do swaps, but it yeah. sounds like a last longer. What's going on? Yeah, I already answered that. I said me, um, but... <laughs> you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, right, as of right now, I mean, I'm Jeff's actually running pretty hot this week, so it's probably bad and not a good time to pick myself. But like I said, I'm going to make twentieth. So if Jeff does better than twentieth, uh, he's got. Oh, me. you already answered. You even yeah, got yeah. Well, that's the the one thing course. I went in there and said me. I like it. All right. Well. Um, Oh, here we go. We just talked about Lucas Gio asking, it confuse you with Jason Kuhn and has it benefit or hurt you from a poker table? Do people confuse you? 
No, Jason Kuhn. No, it's not really. It was just the whole name thing. I mean, you guys are both in super great shape. So yeah, I mean, Jason's in a little better shape than me. I mean, I'm actually uh, I'm doing a lot better since down like 35 pounds since the. Uh, tell Billy. <laughs> Bill's, Bill's causing havoc. Hello. Okay. All right, Bill, you got it. Yeah. All right, Bill's in there. Bill's Bill's doing. Bill's causing havoc he's on the show. So man, this is unbelievable. This is a professional. He's, he's ordering podcast. food. We're gonna leave. Like we're heading. Tell him we're leaving for the. It's all right. He's, right. He'll be here fast. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna leave as soon as it's all. We might get through all the questions. Um, how did it feel f- busting fit? Oh, sorry. Did you answer that? We got the phone rang. Does it bother you or has it affected you at all? Or I mean, you don't play that much poker. Yeah, not really. Table, yeah, like, a few right. people like you know like you look online and look at your seat and like Jason Koontz like. But at that point, I think a lot of the people knew like the story there. So. Yeah, it, that, that, I mean, it lasted for a day or two, and then it was kind of, it blew over. All right, and they're asking about, how does it feel busting in fifth in the PSPC? Were you gutted or proud of getting that deep in cashing for $1.3 million in the biggest 25K in the history of poker? It's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, we kind of talked about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't want to be an asshole and sit here and say, <laughs> yeah, you know, $1 like, million, I'm yeah, tilted. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't want to say I'm tilted winning 1.3, but you always want to win. I mean, like, I'm competitive. You know, like, if I'm playing with my, like, buddies playing 1-2, like, I want to, you know, felt everyone at the table, so... Same thing, obviously a lot bigger money, but you know, you want first, doesn't happen. You know, when you're crying in your pillow, one point three like, you know, kinda helps the tears a little bit. Yeah, it's uh yeah, that's 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 a good way to answer. That's a lot of cheese. Um, territory. You're supposed to be able to get an omelet any time of the day. They don't they, that's they, a, that's they, a complaint. Like if you go to France, the one thing I love about France is Eggs anytime. Any twenty four. You go to seven. dinner, you be like, I'll have an omelet. They live it right away. Yeah, that's uh, that playground will hook that up. So if you just get a snack here and then we're gonna go. Are you playground. leaving? Playground, playground will hook it up. That's a plug. We're playground that's a plug. poker. That's that's a they're the best. Right there. They got the best. All right, we got uh, we got some favorite. Oh, favorite card or memorabilia as a kid and now as an adult. Uh, eighty nine upper deck Ken Griffey Jr. Um, you know that card, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just such a classic. Love it. Um. Yeah, what's the, what's the value on that one? Not much. I mean, it's like four or five hundred bucks in a PSA ten. Like it's worth fifty bucks ungraded. You know, so just a cool. It's a staple since I was a kid. Eighty nine Burdett, Ken Griffey Jr. You got? Do you have? What's your core? Do you have like a core collection? I mean, there's some like I said, price or anything, but you have your own personal, right? Because that's yeah. sort of how you do it. You have like a collection you're sort of flipping, and then you kind of tuck some stuff away that you don't. Yeah, I, I tuck basketball away, and actually, weird, like I collect uh, checks, autographed checks. So I have. Hundreds of checks of, you know, Marilyn Monroe, Thomas Edison, Bruce Lee, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Like, I, I like checks like that. Okay, so the, 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 uh, the checks are, the checks are, I, I, I guess that is, that is pretty sweet. I've never really thought about that. Yeah. That's got to be, that's like a niche thing, right? Yeah, that's it's, like yeah, it's all, How many times do people contact you for stuff like that? Like, what's a, what's a breakdown of sports cards versus the, the vintage or like tickets and brochures and crazy stuff? Yeah, I mean, 80% cards. 20% memorabilia, autograph tickets, and all that stuff. And uh, someone, oh, this is this is what they're asking about, the staking thing. Were those who bought share and error, were they refunded? Or when they read the name collected, do, do you know? I don't actually know. Did you I don't, hear about I don't think enough people put money in. I know, uh, who was the one guy who put, like, the Twitter guy that was famous that he put, like, 10 or, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, Uncle Ron? Yeah, Uncle Ron. Like, yeah. he, like he's the one, I mean, I think he put, like, 10 or 20 bucks in. And he was just like making a stink about it, but it, I mean, I think it was all in good fun. It was it was pretty funny. Um, so favorite card, we went over that. Favorite, what about favorite starter cards? Buy what you like. I mean, stuff that you think's undervalued. Like literally, like last few months when I bought all those Giannis's, like I I loved watching Giannis and thought he was undervalued and just went nuts buying Giannis. So 
yeah, don't try to buy to like pick what's gonna, you know, just buy what you love. Tell my theory, Tom. Tell my theory. What's your theory? My car theory. Undervalued historical figures. I know, but I, the one we were talking about, I, I can't let people in on that secret yet. Yes. Yeah, because I'm actually buying those up. I mean, this is a podcast. Without me? I'm, you're, you're gonna, we'll talk about no, it. No, we're busy. <laughs> I just, give him the idea to me, no, no, me, you. Gary, me and Gary Vee are buying them up. Gary, gonna, that is so wrong. No, no. It's, no, you're it's in, all, you're in. You're we're in. Be guys, guys, we're live. We're live on a podcast. We can't talk about all the but secrets here. We were trying to buy some cards here. It is a no, card No, it's, it's happening. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. we got to have a couple couple secrets here. we got uh, any oh, fantasy questions. I, I don't know if you consider yourself a fantasy pro, but what's some advice if someone wants to get into that space from what you've learned? Um... If you're just looking for like action that night, you know, 10, 20 bucks, like spend 20 minutes, put your lineup. But if you're going to do real money, these guys are killers and you need to spend a lot of time. I mean, like I said, when I was doing it like almost full time, I was spending six, seven hours a day researching. Information is everything. And if you think you're going to put together consistent winning lineups with, you know, 20 minutes of research, um, it's just not going to happen. So put the time in. This is hilarious. T-Show's in the chat saying he dropped a deuce, uh, exclamation point. T-Show's got a famous deuce story where he's known as T-Shit. Now T-Show yeah. would clog the First I was toilet at a friend's house. Yeah, so T-Show's calling people out. T-Show just got upgraded to um, Grey Cloud status this I, I week, from, uh, which is big. I mean, he's yeah. been Black Cloud for a long bad. time. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he's, yeah. he's a great guy, though. He can't, can't say too much. Um, Sorry, right, Fancy Poker. He's giving advice on everything. Uh, I don't know what that was. Talk. What tournament? What? Okay, so tournaments we caught we went over that what you plan to play this summer yeah. will you be able to play the main or no i'm, I'm gonna try like i said if i'm up north and it's beautiful out um i'm gonna stay in northern michigan and if it's rainy and not i'll fly in and play fair enough is uh is poker a real sport for you i mean I guess, yeah. It's, it's, it's poker to me is one of the coolest things in the world because it's like the only thing. Like you, if you love basketball, like you can't go play one on one with Jordan. Like poker is literally the only thing that you could buy into a tournament and like sit next to like Phil Ivey or Negreanu and or Jeff Gross Thank or you. Bill Perkins. Thank you know, you. so that's the one crazy thing about poker is literally just put your buy in and, and so. Yeah, you get to you get to interact, have fun. It all doesn't matter with who. I guess or what. We, yeah, we could call it a sport too. I mean, I've noticed more like. 15 years ago when I played, I could play for like three or four days straight. And that was the biggest thing at the Atlantis. Like it wears on you. I mean, playing six, seven days straight for 10 hours a day, like, no, for sure. I mean, you're exhausted. So there's like, it's definitely a mental war, you know, that's for sure. Yep. What is the card in your collection that you like the most? You've kind of covered this. Maybe give us a few more, like give us like a top, give us like your 10, five or 10 favorite cards. It's just something special about that are so cool or like how they look, the design, what, what's, you know, from your high school days that you like, do you still love or what? I mean, yeah, I mean, something. everyone, you know, you know, it's, they're pretty expensive, but you know, if you can afford a Jordan rookie, I mean, everyone should have a Jordan rookie. Um, I don't have a Jordan I, rookie. Yeah, you got to get one. Right. Just Rask got one. Rask, is, yeah. I don't so want to get blown Rask out. has a collection now. He's got, he's a Jordan rookie. Um, I mean, like I said, I keep going back to basketball. I mean, I have baseball and stuff, too, but, like, everything I grew up on, Iverson, Kobe, um, you know, Jordan, all those guys from the you know, 80s and that, Bird Magic, uh, you know, baseball now, like Trout, buy what you love. All right, we'll get, uh, let's see, so plants, right? what is your favorite game? I guess that's PLO, right, in, in terms of poker? Uh, yeah, PLO 8. Um Oh, there's a the ten. Would you play like that's that? What the yeah, that, that's what I'm That's what I'm going to come out play that. And then Elliot's got a masterminds June seventh and eighth that we're going to. Uh, yeah. Are you coming out for that? Yeah, I'm coming yeah. for it. 
Um, what was your oddest piece of memorabilia? What's the most bizarre? Or something that stands out that's not normal? Um, I can't think of something particular, but when I go and buy collections, people automatically assume, like, you know, if they have someone's autograph, like, it's worth money. But when people get stuff signed in person, like, they get signed the craziest shit, like, whatever they have on them. And I've seen girls that have, like, you know, autographs on, like, a bra, a T-shirt, you know, like, just the weirdest stuff. And, like, they think, like, it's worth money. Nobody wants to buy, you know, someone's, you know. So it really depends what stuff's on. So, I mean, I've seen autograph stuff, you know, napkins at bar, you know. It, you know, it's got to be on, like, you know, baseball, basketball, jersey. You don't just want to, you know, there's some random autograph on, like, something weird. And also, and personalized, too, right? If it's personalized. Personalized kills it, too. So, yeah. And I know there's a lot, a lot of athletes out there. Like, some of them just sign and don't care. Um, but there's guys that will, like, they have to personalize it because they don't want you profiting off of their, their signature. Who's, who's some of those guys? I'm not going to name names, but there's some guys out there. They that, literally just do it. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, yeah. And, like, they're, like, I'm not going to let them re- to resell it. You know, what's your They'll only sign it if you give them their name so they can personalize it. Which is kind of funny because actually, it's, like, actually, they're doing more work and it goes out of their they're way. Doing more work, but they just you know it's tilting that they you know they don't want someone selling their signature for a hundred bucks. Wow, interesting. All right, uh, who is the funniest player you've ever played against? Um, I mean, Madisau is pretty loud. He's a super nice guy. He can be pretty loud sometimes. Uh, the funniest player? I don't know if I have a funniest player. It's just like, it's, I, yeah, I don't know, Madisau. Okay. Um, Greetings. Uh, how many events? So we've, we've covered this guys earlier as well. And what do you think about the Golden State sweep? Um, a little shocked to be honest. I mean, I thought I thought Houston was going to give them a little more run, and then they just ran through Portland. I'm a big Bucks fan. I got money on the Bucks. I mean, I have Bucks meeting Golden State in the finals. I think you know we'll see. I, like I said, I'm a big Giannis guy, so hopefully this is the year. Bucks have home court, so. Hopefully the Bucks get past Toronto. They lost last night. Yeah, it's two two now. It's a slow little sweat. Um, have you ever fallen asleep playing online poker? And that you, it's kind of a bizarre, like, it's a specific yeah, question. But have you ever, have you ever like just played and just like or been like tired and like ah, f it? I mean, I, I used to play a ton, like you know, back in the day on uh, party poker. Like right. you know, and, no, I don't think I've ever fallen asleep. I mean, I was like young. I mean, stamina was way better. Like, yeah. I, I'd probably fall asleep now. I mean, right. definitely with the kid. You know, I got three kids at home. Like. Yeah, it's uh, every moment I can get to sleep, I would. What is OTS Sports dedicated to? I guess what's the mission statement? What's so OTS Sports. So at the real the business full business name is One Team International Agency. So what we didn't talk about is we also do a lot of like private signings, speaking engagements mm-hmm. with athletes. Yeah. Um, so that's where that that kind of came into play. That's you know ten percent of our business. We you know we still do a lot. With, you know we've done stuff with Magic Johnson. You know our, we've done some signings with Mike. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so one team international agency, we sh- you know shortened OTIA, so that's where OTIA comes from. Um, so we're getting this question a lot. We've already answered. What is your favorite card or piece of memorabilia? What about favorite piece of memorabilia? I don't know if we said that specifically. Is that Jordan one? That jersey? I mean, the Jordan jersey. Um, one of the coolest things I have, I have Wilt Chamberlain's rookie contract. So I have one. The Hall of Fame has one. Um, he signed a Wilt Chamberlain signed a two year deal for fifty thousand. And I paid more for the piece of paper than Will got paid for his two years of basketball. Wow. So that's kind of a cool piece that I have. Um, I have a couple of Kevin Durant game-worn jerseys from his rookie season. Most people don't know he played in Seattle. You know, it was the Seattle Sonics, then went to Oklahoma. Yeah, he was there for at least for, was it for one, a while? one year. Yeah, he was there for a whole year. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I got a lot of cool stuff. So those, those are some of my favorites. Who, who's a, who, uh, I'm just going to take What do you think... Um, so the Greek, the freak. What other players are you pretty high? Oh, I saw a question about Zion actually come in. What's your, you're high on Zion, aren't you? 
I was way bigger on him before the draft played out. Like, going to New Orleans, like, I really thought he was going to go to the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks rigged it, like, you know, 20 or 30 years ago with Ewing. I they thought, rigged it? Yeah, it was rigged. What do you mean? I, I mean, this is a scandal. I so this is this. the story. So, yeah, the, 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 the rumor was when they were doing the lottery in 85 with Ewing that the Knicks card, they froze it. So when the when he's reaching around, he's you know reaching for. He, you even see him; he picks up a card and puts it back down, and then reaches and he grabs the cold card, and it's the Knicks. No way! Yeah, this so that's, is, this is wait, this is like a folklore. This no, is, like this is. Uh, this is this. Yeah, I mean, it's a story, but it, it's. I mean, you I think there's Google some, this. Is you, oh yeah, you can Google for sure. So that they wanted Ewing to go to the Knicks, so Ewing went to the Knicks. Um, obviously, it's a different world now, so I don't know if you can get away with that. Froze the card. They froze, like put, froze they the card and uh, on it. But now. I mean, obviously, it's not rigged because Zion went to. Uh, it's going to go to the Pelicans, which is not good for. I mean, it, it probably cost the sports world, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Are you for, for real? They're really, yeah. that big of a swing? He'll, st- he'll still sell. I mean, he's still going to be great. But if he would have went to New York or the Lakers, um, it would have been big. Was that? Was it? What, how did that actually break out in terms of math? What was the? Because I, I don't understand the lottery exactly. It's you get more. You get more pulls if your records worse, or you get more tickets in the in the. Yeah, ball I mean, drop I think or? the yeah the top three or four teams all had like a fourteen percent chance, so it's still not great. Um, but yeah, the Knicks ended up getting the third pick. Um, but yeah, it was a really weird year. I think Pelicans were like a one percenter. Oh really? Yeah, they were. Uh, they might, maybe not one, but they were low. Yeah. So and he's going. He went to the. He's, going he's, to he's yeah. He's going to go to the Pelicans and then. Yeah, I think I love Zion. I Could he get traded to the Knicks or something, or no, or to somewhere? I think um, that Anthony Davis is going to get traded to the Knicks. I think Durant's going to go to the Knicks. I'm pretty confident about Durant's going to go to the Knicks. Wow. Um, her here first. Yeah, I actually think AD is going to go to the Knicks. So, wow. And uh, yeah. so that would would now because Zion didn't. I mean, if Zion had gone to the Knicks, they wouldn't have been able to get. All those got both. Of them. Yeah, so it, it, it just depends. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out, but it'll be. Yeah, because I mean, for Zion too, that's a huge. Sw- I mean, that's actually you must know more than anyone, but that in professional sports, when you get drafted or where you go, it's a pretty crazy swing. Like you know, you live, you go somewhere, and there's a big lifestyle difference between going to one of the you know city that you want to yeah. be in and the team you get to play with and the coach and all that. It's kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, he's big enough too. I actually think he's he seems pretty happy. Like he's going to go to New Orleans, but I mean, I've actually heard rumors of people saying that if I was Zion's agent, I would tell him. Go play in Europe for a year. Tell the Pelicans you're not going to play for them. So, you know, re-enter the draft next year after you go play. You're not going to sign with them. So he could do that, too. But that's probably a stretch. He's, I mean, how, yeah, that's got to be. That's a wild play. I mean, if it was Milwaukee, he might do that. Yeah, there's certain cities. like Imagine, imagine living in Milwaukee versus Los Angeles. Milwaukee's good, well, though. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, Milwaukee. It's a good team. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, for life to live. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's going to be a 15, 20-year guy deal. Yeah. He's not. He's going to be part of Yeah, New Orleans is not the ideal spot, but I guess it could be worse. It could be Mel. could be Minnesota. So There's 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 other. It's always could be different. Um, do you practice some sport? Apart from playing poker, you practice some sport or hobby. What's your what's your go-to? Um, like, like like playing like yeah, I, love, like I, mean, I love playing basketball um you know golf so i suck at i'm awful i actually you know but put a, i put a part three at my house so i i probably every day you know uh play three or four times a day at my house you know it's pretty that's a lot that's a lot of action well it's part you know part three course just you know go out and hit it every day friends come over play play golf that is that is fun uh what was a crucial hand for your fifth place pspc i guess good or bad what is there anyone that stood out that you would yeah there was one like outer tables like i don't even remember how it went down but it was basically 
me and the chip leader, I think I was second in chips, chip leader, like we both kind of said like, hey, we don't really want to get involved with a hand with each other and it ended up happening. Um, I turned the nuts, he turned like second nuts and it kind of plays itself. We, we got it all in and uh, I think I doubled up from like 1.3 to 2.6, I got the full double. And like as I was stacking my chips, um, I, I went on like a mini heater, like I, I aced, aced 10 of hearts. Um, I think I ended up getting uh, getting the river to full, which I, I ended up making nut hearts. And then as I was stacking those chips, I looked down and saw kings and like ace queen ship set gets over called by ace king. And I looked down with kings and obviously, you know, it's pretty it's easy hell. call. Yeah. So, I mean, I went from, you know, 1.3 to like 4 million in like 20 minutes. And that was on day three. And that was literally, I didn't make a hand up until that. I did not have... Like, that's a cool thing about tournaments. Yeah, Things I mean, happen really fast. I, I was, I don't want to say I was stealing because I don't bluff, but, right. you know, I was just making something happen, you know, happen for the first couple of days and then finally went on a card rush. Um, there was it, a big seven in there, too. Sevens to There's big sevens in there. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that might, I mean, that's obviously the hand then because that, that was my one. You would have been out. I would have been out. At yeah. what place? Uh, like fifth, 40th or 50th. So maybe like 40 or 50 or 60K or whatever the minute yeah, it's, is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an expensive uh, card right there, yeah. So I got it on with sevens, like in the button, I think, big blind call with jacks. And it's like, you know, what do you do? You get lucky once in a while, you Sometimes know? Sometimes you got to hit a you gotta, $1.2 million you, card. Yeah, you got you to hit, hit a seven once in a while. <laughs> sevens come a lot. I've heard that. Um, what is our right, favorite rookie <laughs> card growing up? That was the, you mentioned the yeah, Griffey, the Griffey. nine. I didn't fully understand the rest of that question. Uh, since you're a casual player, did you just play ABC poker to win your recent big score? Or is that a result of spending time to learn and improve your game? Are you claiming street studying? Are you claiming? Um, I mean, I played for a while. I mean, I'm definitely an amateur, but I mean, I, uh, I played pretty big, pretty decent cash games. So I play pretty aggressive. I mean, I guess... I would say no, not ABC poker. I would say you got a couple tricks. Yeah, That's all right. a few I'll, tricks up my sleeve. It's got a couple things going on. Uh, when did you realize you wanted to work in the sports card memorabilia business? How did you get started, guys? We have covered that pretty in depth within inside yeah. of really early, yeah, really yeah, early, early on. So that's going to be again. This will be up on iTunes, Spotify, all. The, the good stuff. I think we've uh, we've answered a lot. Um, we, didn't every, we, didn't every, we didn't every question, did we? There's a lot of questions. We've oh was that we did no I think there was more did we get more let me see here let me just pull through there are there are a ton of questions um, I'm gonna ask as well oh yeah what how does uh, Kenzie what does she think of the whole thing like is did it take her was it was it hard to convince her about this or I mean she, when you met her you were doing this ex- extensively was it like when she says to her parents yeah you know my husband's a uh, sports card memorabilia does it take a little getting yeah. used to her understanding or were they just like what yeah I mean Mackenzie's like the greatest woman in the world. I mean, she understood everything and she let me do my thing. Um, yeah, early on when we were dating, um, her mom definitely struggled with the fact of what I did. And I, I remember a few months in, into it, I remember her dad came to my warehouse and like saw this real business. Yeah. So like he flipped instantly because he was like, you know, when you just say buy and sell baseball cards, you know, you think of like, you know, living in your mom's basement and, uh, you know, making enough to buy Subway. But right. um, when he came and saw the real, the business, like he was immediately, it took her, you know, another, uh, we've been married for six years now. So it's taken her another still about six years and counting to come around. So she, the mom, so she's, well, she's still working on it. She's but, still, still getting there. Yeah. We got some questions on Instagram as well. Um, what about, oh, okay. Which part of Michigan, uh, Beaglick says moving there. What part, you grew up in where? Which part? Milford. Yeah. About, Milford. Yeah. About 15 minutes north of Ann Arbor. Big Michigan fan. U of M. 
What's your, who's your, give us your favorite sports teams in each of the sports, of each of the major sports. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big home guy. I mean, I'm big Lions. Uh, we suck every year, but I still <laughs> still support them. Pistons, uh, Bulls for Georgia, you know, uh, U of M. Big, I mean, I'd say, you know, Michigan football, Michigan basketball. You know. And Red Wings? I never get into hockey. I mean. Stevie Y. Yeah, Stevie Y. Like, you know, I've, I've done stuff with, ho- like, done a lot of hockey cards, but as far as. You know, going and watching a hockey game. I've only been to a few games. It's fun, but they are fun. Hockey games, yeah, are fun, a lot of fun. We got a question here from Jake and Davis. When's the next time I'll have a chance to check raise him at Greek Town? Do you get up in Windy Hall or you get to play poker up there at Greek Town? Uh, Greek Town. We used to play big cash games there years ago. Um, we've been playing a lot more at MGM. I get down there. It's just hard to get away. I mean, honestly, like the games start good at like nine ten at night and. If I make it to ten at night, kids put the kids to bed. It's it's hard to go. What are your thoughts on Vladdy Junior? He's 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 playing amazing right now. The thing is, like some of these young guys are hyped so much that like before Vladdy even played a game, like his best stuff's like ten fifteen thousand dollars. So um, you know, I'm not he, sure I understand. Hi, sir. Oh, Sarah, sorry about that. Yeah, it's uh, weird, isn't it? 15 G's. Wait, before he's even played this kid, the the, Vla- the junior of the of uh, yeah. that's a big deal, right? When the the, the father son, Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey. Yeah, and he's he's playing amazing. It's just I don't see it's it's yeah, it's kind of worrisome. Like if you pick wrong on some of these guys that are supposed to make it, I mean, you literally could buy a card for ten thousand and it's worth two thousand if you bust. So. Um, yeah, yeah, you like you. You're more of the you like the bigger upside, like the Brady's for twenty five dollars that go to four hundred. Yeah, That's yeah, that, that was, those are good ones. You know, by by Brady. You know, Brady's left there now, but yeah, you got to find the new the new sneaky guy. You got to find the guy that isn't like super hyped right now. Like obviously Zion's gonna be crazy hype when he comes out. Like look at you know the fifth pick to the twentieth pick and do your research. Um, you know, I've had a few guys pan out really well like that. So yeah, there's a lot of research into just. What about Drew, like Drew Brees is an example that sort of like was an easy kind of like in your looking. I remember we were talking that was sort of something where it's like seeing the numbers and the milestones and where he was at and what was going on. It was pretty. It was sort of obvious, but he's like ten x or something in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, yeah. Bree, Brees like looking at it was like the most obvious thing in the world, and for years it just sat at whatever you know the prices it sat at, even with his crazy numbers. And then a couple of years ago, the stuff just started trending upwards, and you know in the last couple of years the stuff went ten x and. It's it's been there the whole time. I mean, Philip Rivers is another guy. His numbers are he's like top ten in everything. If he wins the Super Bowl, his stuff's gonna four or five x. What here room service? Um, is that something that you is that so is that something like? But I mean, that's hard to win the Super Bowl, right? His team's not really a contender, but you know, he could get could he get? What if he's a backup? It wouldn't it wouldn't work. No, right? he needs to be the guy. I mean, they they should put like a little asterisk next to it because he play, it's like the Jordan effect. Like you know, when you play in the Brady era. You know, it's it kind of it's hard it's hard to win. I mean, a lot of people liked the Chargers this last year, and you know they ran into Brady. Yeah, yeah. there. Look at it, look at this. this is great. We have great <laughs> stuff going on in the background. We got Bill. We got room service. Um, we are gonna do we are gonna do a giveaway. I don't see. I think this is. Uh, have we, did we miss a couple? I mean, there's a lot of questions here. So the thing is, some of these questions we've covered already. Um, yeah, because I think some of them were already were, were light already. Yeah. Go, go, go to the very bottom. I feel we answered this one. We answered that. Didn't understand that question. Um, yeah, I think this is. What impact does it poker on your oh. family environment? 
Oh, nice. This is not. This is exactly, actually that looks good. Yeah. Do you have? A, is there any? Do you feel any? I guess not necessarily not in poker, but like the sports and the because I feel like there's never. You could always be working, right? Yeah, With that oh, yeah. guy, you just have so many cards, so many things coming in. You can't. You have employees. How many? How many employees? Uh, Full time, four guys, and then a couple guys that help help, help part time, and you know, um, or about, you know, I got a lot of guys that are always buying deals and flipping me deals and stuff. As far as the family environment. I mean, you travel a ton too. It just traveling sucks when you have a family. So, um, like I said, wife is extremely cool. Um, you know, I miss the kids and, you know, and family, but it is what it is, you know, got to travel to make money. But when I'm home, that's my biggest thing. I like something I need to work on is turning it off. Like if phone, you know, the phones are, you always get emails and everything. So, um, that's the, my biggest flaw in life is I need to just learn to put the phones up for a couple hours and just, and and uh veg out how, how do you have a do you have a do you meditate do you do you have a routine like what give us give us your daily like how do you how do you do that how do you disconnect because there must be literally you never can turn it off yeah. i can see how it is i mean just with the, there's yeah. just so much inventory so many deals there's always something it's like you just basically know you can make money in yeah, terms yeah, of doing yeah, yeah. what you're doing I, honestly i don't turn it off i need to it's something like it's that's my biggest struggle i mean even when we go up north, like we, uh, you know, kind of get away from everything. Like, you know, for services is uh, not as good and everything, and just. But you always find a way to connect to the the outside world, even when you're trying to get away. Um. All right. Let's see. So talk about how's your health bet coming? Oh yeah, we got a bet. Speaking of so, yeah, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, let's health? talk like, about on, that. Man. This is like life changing shit. Yeah, what's going on with the weight? Give okay, us a little bit of so, lifestyle. So uh, when when Bill and I were at the Atlantis, he. Uh, so no, sorry, no, this was a Necker Island. This was his 50th birthday at Necker. Yeah. Bill was, you know, everyone's like, we're at the beach. Everyone's got their shirt off. You know, all these poker guys are in great shape. You know, obviously I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not Jason Kuhn ripped. So, <laughs> so me and Bill, we started talking. We ended up making a weight bet and, uh, body fat percentage. Body fat percentage. And at the, when I made the bet, I was 40% body fat and I weighed 265. Um, we're actually right around halfway through. I've lost, uh, almost 40 pounds 38 pounds and i'm down to like 25 percent body fat so got about six percent to go um yeah feeling pretty good about it um you know bill's bill might be paying up here so it's it's honestly it's probably one of the it's the the best bet i've ever made in my life because um i've dieted for like a couple weeks at a time but like doing this for three months now um, actually, I don't know. I just read on Instagram. Someone said, uh, said 21 days is what it takes to change a habit. Not, uh, thir- 90 days is what it ch- takes to make it a lifestyle habit, a lifestyle change. And I really feel like it's been a lifestyle change now. It's just, I feel a lot better. Um, you know, I still want to lose like another 15 or 20 pounds, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's just different. Like, you know, no more completely pigging out, you know, maybe, maybe in there a little, yeah, here and there, but I mean, last three months has been, you know, I'm craving some food because I've been pretty, pretty tight the last three months. I hadn't eaten fast food in a, a long time. I think I, with you, I had it two or three times in a week or something. We were hanging out a few yeah, days. So you, I can only, I mean, you, you definitely. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had fast food for three months. I mean, uh, I think. Uh, You've been on point. I've been on point, so. Happy wife, too. She's got to be happy. Get, get yeah, she's, she's, she's been on it. She's been on it, too. Yeah, she cooks me. Like, she's, I mean, like I said, I don't want to sit here and preach too much for my wife, but she's amazing. She cooks three times a day for me. Um, you know, you kind of got to cook at home if you want to be somewhat healthy. So the, uh, I would say in terms of, all right. So in terms of like, is that, um, 
when you when you go and you do like so when you go play live poker how do you set yourself how do you do that in terms of like a amount of time do you give yourself when you say i'm going to greek town or you go play with t-shirt you actually have a table at your house you play sometimes some yeah games. yeah if i can get people at my house like i'd much rather play because then i just go to bed and, right um you know if i wake up in the morning they're still playing like great um yeah, if I'm going to the casino and playing, I'm generally looking at my next day and seeing what I have planned. And usually, if the next day is pretty open, then you know it can it can go go nuts. And if Tisho Tony goes with me, uh, he's just you know. There's times when I've gone to the casino with him. We've played for like eight to ten hours. I've gone home, did a full days of work, showered, slept, gone back to the casino. He's still playing like because he you know, yeah. so he, he he reminds me of you know in my twenties so. Uh, yeah, pretty much. My next day is like light. Then, then you can be degenerate all night. You don't. You don't want to be waking. You know, playing all night and have to wake up at you know eight or nine in the morning and do real work. And have yeah, you got a tough day there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of that, we do have we have a, we got Antonio waiting for us. We are going to playground poker, which it's going to be fun. We're going to be playing the main event. I think Bill, Bill's Bill, you you have to leave tomorrow, right? No yeah. main event. No main for Bill. Bill's in the mix, though. He flew in. He's going to be hanging out. We're going over there. So we are going to give away uh, a couple of tweets uh, from $33 tickets. I think we're actually – we might have to um, – all right, we gotta, we're going to have to do this. And this they've changed how this works. So I'm going to put this – I'm going to do this real quick, guys. We're going to draw two names. We'll do we'll do OTA giveaways later. Let's do it another time, I think, unless you want to do something. I don't know how we, we can, can do, do one. It. Yeah, I mean, I do have – we'll just say 25 random Jordans. You know, 25 Jordans. So we're going to do two $33 tickets first, and then we're going to do 25 random Jordans. If you were one of those people that entered the $33 ticket, you might get a little little bonus here, a third giveaway. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll do the giveaways. Jason, tell me. This is a new format, so I don't even know how to do this. We're going to try this. Um, tell me how to uh, pick a winner. Tell me when. One, two, three, draw. All right, we hit draw, and it's not working look at this they just changed on me man technology is hard hold on we got vadrian there's nothing uh, nothing, works, nothing man. works man nothing effing works i can't take it pick a winner this it was so simple and now it's different um hold on can you do it let's see bill why doesn't stuff work copy it's, it's like, shit it's like it's like it's it should work it's supposed to be here it's set up we got it's a like nice you thing go to a fancy restaurant and they fuck up like the basic food that you love by adding all this crazy shit yeah, it, it, it doesn't work anymore. It's, it's like, just, it's amazing. This was not broken. All right, I'm going to copy. Potato fries? This looks good. All right, guys, I'm going to yeah, copy good. this, and we're going to go here. And when I paste it, I think it shows a winner. So the draw has been made. All right, someone just named Generic SN Poker. I'm going to have to take a note of this. So we got Generic SN Poker is going to win. That's $33 ticket on Party Poker. I will message you on that and then I guess we're gonna do it again and then we're gonna do one more so we'll do this let me just take this out we got a copy paste again I think this is gonna work um, I'll have, see it. have bill draw oh we could have bill do it but I just want to make sure I have bill draw for my uh, for the 25 for, for, for 25, 25 tickets um, I, click buttons? I like clicking buttons yeah this is you get to get in there and fire something here um, alright I'm gonna paste and let's see fucking A dude I just don't know how to I don't know how to do this. It's, this really is hard. All right. Well, guys, I don't. I really don't. Vadrin is 
around. He's doing, he's clicking some stuff. I don't know how we're going to knock it off. I think I'm going to do, I'm going to end up messaging you guys after because this is the one winner. We have one more and then we want to do 25. If Adrian's listening and he can get on my computer, um, it's all messed up. So guys, we're going to, we're going to have Bill, we're going to do it after. We're going to do an off the screen, yeah, which is less exciting, but it's so, someone's going to get a mystery message and Bill's, Bill, Bill's, Bill's going to do yeah, it. Bill's the most honest guy I know too. Yeah. So I mean, there we go. So well, Bill's going to let you know. Someone's winning 25 tickets. We got Jason Coons. We got to go play some poker, guys. Thank you so much. Jason, always a pleasure. We, we're gonna, we got it in, yeah. We're going to play. We're going to play some live poker. This could be a repeat podcast guest after one of us, you know, maybe Jason wins it. You got, it's kind of, you got the pressures off your back. You get to go for it. Yeah. You got a huge score. You're here to have some fun, get some chips or totally get out. Totally relaxed now. Whatever Just happens, happens. In the mix. Shout out to Elliot Rowe, guys. We're going to see you soon. We'll be at the tables. Follow Otia Sports. He's on Instagram. He's on Twitter. He's on all the good stuff. I've got Wild Bill Perkins munching over here as well. We're heading out to Playground. We'll see you soon. Thanks for watching. And again, this is up on iTunes, Spotify, and across the board. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.